0: listener production On well, today's edition of Footy Talk, it's official, St Kilda are playing finals and really secretly enjoying taking the points over some media critics. We look at the Western Bulldogs and whether they need to move on their coach and we play real talk, shit talk. That's up next on Footy Talk. You're listening to Footy Talk, your daily dose of footy news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. And joining us from the States on this Tuesday, Nick Rewalt. Hello, Rue. Did you catch the bizarre, wild, wacky weekend of AFL footy? There was so much happening.
1: Oh, uh, there was, Joey. we um, you what a roller coaster. It, it was awesome. It was awesome. So many storylines. I was up and about when. Like in the in the lead up to the Saints game, I was really confused because everyone was saying if the Saints win and they're in and I got up and I saw the score in the morning and I thought we're in, but then I looked at the maps and I thought, hold on, there's still a chance here that uh that the Saints could could miss out if things went against them, but then the dogs lost, of course, and uh they secured their spot. But yeah, what a what a weekend of footy. Upset, storylines, controversy. It had it all. You must have been just Loving it, Joey, the number one analyst in the game.
0: Plenty going on the arc. We had retirements. We had everything. Um, unfortunately, we even had a play after he retired get, get bashed on that night out. There was a disappointing – anyway, plenty happening over the weekend. Yeah, that was really disappointing. But you touched on the Saints, and we will go there first of all because – what a remarkable achievement! There was a lot of negativity about the Saints coming into the year. Um, what the what Ross Line had had with this group under him, what was possible? People tipping them in the bottom four. They got the red-hot start and everyone jumped on the Ross Line bandwagon. Then as soon as they just didn't play some of their best footy, everyone sort of was, like, oh, yeah, this is told you so and this, all these sorts of things. And now here we are playing finals since, well, they played once in COVID, but of course that was at the Gabba and no Saints fan really got to see that footy. So they're going to see finals live for the first time since 2011, probably with a home elimination final. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Look, I mean, when you consider what Ross Lyons may know what to do this year, and I was one of the people at the start of the year that I wasn't all that confident in what the, the group would achieve this year. But what I did know was that they were going to go forward as a group because there was going to be a lot introduced that was going to stand that group of players in good stead for a long, long period of time. And it would be, okay, how quickly can, can this be adopted? And then, and then how quickly would it manifest into, into solid performance on the field? And then when King went down and Membry went down, you thought, gee, I mean, how are they, just, how are they going to kick a score for a start? So they've, surpri- they've surprised a lot of people. Um, it was only a few weeks ago, Joey, that we were talking about, um, you know, the in standards, uh, a message, mind you, that the players have all parroted themselves. And, um, you know, I got my head kicked off for saying that, but um, the proof's been in the pudding and, and good on them, particularly pleased for the supporter group, as you said, because um, it's been a long time between drinks.
0: Yeah, well, we knew that Ross was going to play the kids and they were going to take time and the talent was there. But what he does so well is he, he gets maximum out of players with their ability So you think about now the consistency of Jack Higgins And Brad Hill and Mason Wood and Josh Battle Players that were maligned for being inconsistent And you weren't sure what you're going to get That's what Ross does He gets them to perform week in, week out Combined with the kids And uh, they've done a terrific job But you spoke about the uh, the standards And it was interesting because you had a bit of a oh, What is it? A back and forth with uh, your mate Kane Corns Who was very critical of your comments But it's interesting to hear his comments last night On Footy Classified is Ross Slyon, the coach of the year and their ball use on the weekend? Which yeah, is I couldn't have got there any more wrong, Hutchie. I've doubted them all year, but the performance for four quarters was as good as I've seen. So impressive. And, and what I noticed is, was the change in this because like this ball use we hadn't seen from them last year, certainly, and that was a criticism under Brett Ratton. now, For stages this year, through the year under Ross But this was the bravery that they played with The ability to come back through the middle of the ground The run, the handball receive To give your forwards a quick look inside forward 50 They're loving this Like that, That's Crouch, not known for his ball Used to hit that, to get the run, the handball receive off it They played with speed their, I thought their defensive pressure Their ability to turn the footy over and go back and score Couldn't have been more impressed And I was certainly wrong on their capabilities this year
1: uh, so that, that's why I love Kane. He goes hard. He puts himself out there, but then he's a man of honor, and um, it takes a big man to admit when you are wrong. So I'll take the points, Kane. I'll take the victory. Um, I appreciate your honesty, and um, yeah, you know, and and he's well within his rights to to change his his mind. I mean, when you when the facts change, so can your opinion. But the facts haven't really changed. I mean, the, 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 they've they've been at least effort wise attempting to play this way all year. So. Yeah, well, well done to Kane. Um, I, I guess we can put that one to bed finally. But, yeah, it's going to be going be an exciting first week of finals.
0: I hope you are not picking fights again, and I'm not getting caught up in not this. At but, uh, <laughs> <you look laughs> not at, at little, all. You look at your smug little smile, I like it. Hey, uh, and just quickly a shout-out to Jack Sinclair. He's playing some footy that is off the charts. Like, it is top 10 in the competition, the way that he is playing and uh, what he's doing with that footy club. So, well done to Jack Sinclair. Hey, a club that's not going so well, really, on the uh, on the flip side is the Western Bulldogs. They've always been a head-scratcher. We've spoken about them throughout the year. Now they are in danger of missing the eight altogether. Just a general overview, what, what's your philosophy or thoughts about this Western Bulldog group and why, speaking about maximising your talent, that they can't do it with what they've got?
1: I think they're just flaky with their effort, really. Um, I think that's been pretty consistent across the journey. We know defensively that they've had issues over the past couple of years the ball goes into their defence and they get scored against heavily, it's always a suggestion that Luke Beveridge has, has bristled at. But, um, I, I, you know, the, the facts haven't really lied over the last uh, last couple of years. So, um, look, I, I think a combination, but but ultimately when you dish up that that inconsistent performance, yeah, the common denominator is generally effort. And I think this is true of this group.
0: So now the heat turns on to Luke Beveridge and the the dogs did come out yesterday and assured that his job would be safe next year. But more of a philosophical chat off the back of Damien Hardwick now – moving from Richmond to the Gold Coast within three months of, of coaching one side, now another. Do we rotate coaches enough? Like, should fresh voices and fresh starts be something that clubs look at more often from a business sense rather than the loyalty they feel they owe their coach? Because I just think, imagine if Chris Scott went and coached the Western Bulldogs. I mean, he's rung the Geelong list dry. He's a brilliant coach. Luke Beveridge is the same. Brilliant coach. Maybe has he rung the, 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 you know, the rag dry with this Western Bulldogs group? Why don't we just rotate coaches around a bit more? Coaches are career coaches, like Damien Harwick said. Ross Lyon has now gone and done it with Fremantle, and now trying to do the same thing back at St Kilda. Should more clubs be open to it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, we see it all over the world in other sports. It's musical chairs, really, for the coaches. They they leave one team and then they bob up straight away and find themselves at another. I wonder whether it's more... The, the value. And I, and I think this is probably a little bit ingrained in us as a as a profession and a league as well with our players. We don't see that sort of player movement. Loyalty is is still something that gets spoken about a lot in our sport. We don't have that same level of kind of career mercenary, you, you know, you, you, you treat it as a jolt type of attitude. Um, and I think that probably plays into that a little bit. And also the fact that if a coach leaves a club, I think far too often we look at it as as a failure for the coach, whereas maybe mm. you're right. Maybe they just have run out of the ability to get through and and resonate with that particular group. So, look, I, I think for some of the really really senior established gommers, there's always those opportunity. But I, but I think um, movement and fresh voices as as a player and and as as a player that's experienced that. That's why you always, I think, get that little bit of a spike when a new coach comes in. So yeah, absolutely worth exploring.
0: Adam Simpson, is another one. Premiership coach, terrific coach. And looks like his time's come up. And then that's fine because he's had the success. All three of them have had their successes. But you just wonder what they could do with a a fresh list as Damien Hardwick spoke about yesterday. He said that uh, walking into the Gold Coast Suns was like seeing all those new shiny toys on Christmas morning. And he knows he's got all his IP that he can now impart the knowledge on a fresh new group of players that will just hang off every word he says as opposed to groups of players like at West Coast and Bulldogs and Geelong that have sat there and probably heard the same message for eight, 10 years.
1: Yeah, and maybe a bit of stubbornness as well. It's like, I can get through to this group. I'm going to get through to this group. I have, you know, I haven't run out of message. Maybe there's a little bit of that. We, you know, we know coaches are successful leaders of men because they, you know, they do believe in themselves and have that that really strong foundation of faith in their ability. So maybe there's a bit of that at play.
0: Hey, last one we'll touch on before we get to a break the goal review we spoke about the arc we all saw the incident that has cost Adelaide let's be honest a spot in the finals because they will beat the West Coast Eagles this week and they'll miss out because of not getting the four points I spoke on first crack that I just think if we continue to evolve it's not that hard for the arc to review any contentious or close decision and even if the play continues the arc should have the ability to say to the umpire at the next stoppage hang on we've reviewed it that was a mistake Yeah, you go back the goal's kicked you just reset the time on the clock I don't think that we should be prioritising fast play and a team kicking out and moving the ball over the integrity of the most important aspect of any sport, and that is the score. But I don't know whether as an industry we we have enough of these this sort of foresight to be able to evolve. What's your take on the situation?
1: I totally agree. I think there should be a catch-all, you know, and maybe even a mechanism late in games where we see yep. in the NFL, you know, the NBA last two minutes, all, all calls are reviewed that type of thing, so it doesn't decide the outcome of a game. Um, but it was a failure in the system because there should be a catch-all and we, we bang on and we bang on and we bang on about these gaps in the game where what can go wrong eventually does go wrong and it's just a matter of how badly it actually bites you. Well, in this case, it's it's bitten the AFL as badly as, you, as it possibly could aside from being in a grand final or, or, or a big final. And, I mean, the... The way we bounce the ball and lose two or three seconds on the clock for a bad bounce is something that I've been banging on for about three or four years about, and it hasn't been us yet, but it's a matter of time until it does. And what if we get seven seconds less in a grand final, enough time for a quick kick and a mark inside 50, we have a bad bounce, we lose the three or four seconds that we do, and then the next bounce, the ball's kicked out of the clearance, it's in the air, and the siren goes just before a key forward takes a mark mm. with a shot to go back and win a grand final. I mean... What can go wrong will inevitably go wrong, and that's, that's another little gap in the game that I think the AFL could quite easily tighten up, but for whatever reason, they don't. And in a week where, you know, where we're coming out and announcing greater prize money and all of those sort of things, it would be great to hear that they're going to invest more significantly in fixing and closing some of these gaps.
0: It's a great point. It's so easy to put the two seconds just back on the clock and then you just go again, ball it up, and you don't waste two seconds that that have just disappeared. So it's a a good point.
1: You don't notice it during a regular game, but I I promise when it rears its head in the final, we'll say, why didn't we tighten it up?
0: And the problem is, Rui, really, the way the ball's being bounced this year, it's not just doesn't just happen once in a game to take two or three seconds off. It happens multiple times in a game, which can add up to 15, 20 seconds of actual play that he's disappeared from the, the icons because of a poor bounce from an umpire. So it's happening more and more. So I agree, and I probably think I'm of view now that we should just be throwing the ball up. I'm, these bounces are becoming a bit of a waste. Anyway, that's for another time. We will take a break. We're gonna to get to real talk, shit talk up next. You're listening to Footy Talk. If you're listening on Spotify, make sure you hit the bell. And, of course, if you do have a question for us, hit us up on Instagram or on TikTok. Here with Nick Rewalt, Really quick version of Real Talk Shit Talk today as we look to wrap this one up. The big news, of course, has been the signing of Damien Hardwick. So I'm going to ask, say to you, the signing of Damien Hardwick to the Gold Coast Suns is bigger than when Gary Ablett Jr. moved to the Suns.
1: Oh, yeah, look... I think it's real talk, Joey, I, I do. I know at the time Gary Ablett, best player in the game, best, best player of our generation, like out-and-out out superstar, but I think it's different now because the building blocks are in place. So Gary was the inaugural captain. You know, they were training out of demountable classrooms as as their locker room. You know, they they really didn't have a chance to achieve anything significant when Gary was there. That's not the case now. So now I, I think it is a is a really – opportune time for dimmer to get there i mean you you heard him talk about the building blocks that are in place so in terms of what can be achieved with the appointment i, th- I think it's real because it can be so much bigger and damien hardwick put it out there himself so i'm going to ask you joey will the suns win a flag as damien hardwick put it in three to five years
0: yeah david king said this as well i think this is real talk i, I can see it happening i think that as you said that the foundations are there of have- their playing group, um, the the age demographic, the culture's building. I think he could be the magic potion that just elevates them to a level where they'll definitely, for me, be playing finals in the next two years. I think that his game style will suit the Gold Coast Suns. First of all, the weather conditions, the, the bit more slippery conditions. Mm, I think it suits crazy. their personnel. Yep. You know, they're not necessarily a finesse team. I think the surge mentality will suit. And then from there, I can see them challenging for a flag in the next three to five years uh, off the back of that. So we know they're hard to win. Can't say they're going to certainly win a premiership but I think they'll be challenging so I think that is real talk what about on the flip side we've seen Geelong going to miss the finals I think for the second time in, in, in over a decade it is officially the end of an era at the Cats
1: well I think it's the end of an era because of the names we're talking about so Selwood's moved on Hawkins is towards the end Dangerfield's towards the end so I think that era could close but I'm reluctant to say it's the end of Geelong's relevance for the next five years because time and time and time and time again, they have found a way to buck the system and the trend of every other team in the AFL, maybe outside of Sydney, that – Come back to the pack and then and then go again. So, look, uh, I think, yep, real talk, end of an era. But I'm not riding off the cats uh, over the next five years by any stretch. They're just too good.
0: All right, very good. A hey, last one for you, real talk, shit talk. Uh, Gordon Tallis was on NRL 360 banging on about the NRL is a better code than AFL. Is that real talk or shit talk? Come on,
1: <laughs> come on, Gordon. I treat this like we're in a we're in a court of law, you know, and 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 the. The onus is on the prosecution to actually prove beyond a reasonable doubt. Like, Gordy would have to come up with something really significant to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that league is better than footy. I mean, there there are so many reasons. I'll give them state of origin. Yep. We'll give them a night grand final. Yep. We'll maybe give them eskies in the locker room where the boys get on the beers. But then the issue with that is you get Latrell Mitchell shotgunning cans on a Wednesday night before a game. So, you know, they don't know really where to draw the line, the league boys. So, yeah, like he's, he's a mile off, you know, broadcast, attendance, the actual spectacle, it's a no-brainer, footy footy rules.
0: I do think, too, they sing their songs better than us in the rooms. They don't do the arm in arm and sing a little, like they bang the, de- bang the eskies and bang oh,
1: the lockers. Oh, they bang the, and, yeah, that, yeah, I don't do mind that. that. They do that Well, better. that's on us. We can change that up. That's an easy yeah, thing to
0: fix. Exactly right. Hey, always appreciate your time, Rui. Really continue to get some sun, continue to work card and we'll speak again leading up to the finals. Hope you've enjoyed today's edition of Footy Talk. Tomorrow, Abby Holmes will be with David Zaharakis. Listener